0: Hi Keith here. Welcome to Rebel Civics. The Rebel Civics show is an education and discussion show on the principles of government, society, and individual rights. For today's show, I want to talk about Never Forget, Never Forget 9-11. On 9-11 we're blasted with reminders to never forget. I adamantly agree, never forget 9-11. Never forget what the government did and did not do leading up to the 9-11 attacks and never forget how the attacks were used by the government to expand their power and attack us. Today I'm going to talk about my three top never forgets for 9-11. Number one is us allowing the government to carry out intervention wars has a huge price in American lives and in dollars. Number two, Every crisis will be used to expand the power of government. The bigger the crisis, the more power the government will grab. And number three, the FBI as a federal organization should be shut down. Useful functions, if there are any, and there may be some, they should be transferred to the states where all police power is required to be constitutionally. So I'm going to go through those three things and explain where they come from. I'm gonna start with some shares here. So let's talk about first the cost of the intervention wars. So in money and in dollars, the intervention wars have a huge cost. We're gonna start with Wikipedia, the definitive source on all items. So on the September 11th attacks, 2,977 people were killed. Um, The 19 hijackers committed a murder-suicide. 6,000 people were injured. Uh, After that time, about 8,000 people have since died from 9-11 injuries, uh, cancers, um, subsequent illnesses that were directly attributable to the attacks and the cleanup. Um, Large numbers of people died there, so there's the cost in lives specifically of that attack. Um, most of most of the people that perished were first responders, and that is often what we hear about on 9-11 is the first responders, but I want to think about some of the other causes leading up to the 9-11 attacks. This is what we really should remember, and this is not that we shouldn't mourn and remember the, the heroes of New York City that went in and attempted to rescue people and did rescue some of those people. It's just that I want to talk about the fundamentals here. What at this point, 21 years later, what she, we should be thinking about a 9/11. Now, the the purpose that Al Qaeda. and and Osama bin Laden stated is worth listening to. This is not a justification of the attack on civilians. It was an evil attack. I by no means make any excuses for it. But if you want to understand what happened, it's critical to look at what they said they did it for. And I'm inclined to believe them. Sounds reasonable to me. So let's look at what Osama bin Laden said in 2002 about the um, about why he did it. All right, in 2002, Osama bin Laden wrote a letter to America. And this was originally written in Arabic and then translated to English. He explained why he did the attacks. He made a, you might not buy it, but he wrote his attempt at justifying why it was done on civilians. And it's worth looking at this. Also, the letter goes into why he thinks everybody should be Muslim. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm an atheist, so that doesn't really work on me at all, Um, either way. Uh, But clearly, he was motivated, at least in part, uh, based on his own words by what the United States government was doing in his part of the world. So this is worth a read. Uh, This version is on The Guardian. Again, this is translated from Arabic. Uh, I don't read Arabic, so I can't verify the translation's correct. he starts out in the name of Allah, of course, because he got to base everything on religion. But the two questions here, um, he presents the questions himself. Why are we fighting and opposing you? By you, he means Americans. What are we calling you to do and what do we want from you? So Osama bin Laden says, as for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple, because you attacked us and continue to attack us. Because you, then he goes through and lists. Uh, he starts out with Palestine, uh, America's support of Israel and Palestine. Um, that was uh, that goes way back. That uh, you can go all the way back to World War II when the Allies went in and decided to draw the lines on countries they had no business messing with. Uh, Israel was created, uh, regardless of what you think about the Israeli-Palestine conflict and um, the Israelis and the Palestines both having some say in where they live. America has been supporting this all along. So he gets into Palestine. Um, Then here, this B, you attacked us in Somalia. You You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against us in Kashmir, the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. Under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attack us on a daily basis. These governments give us a taste of humiliation and place us in a large prison of fear and submittal, subdual. Um, I'm just going to pick out a few things. This is long, but again, I recommend reading it. And again, full disclaimer, I'm not justifying the attacks on civilians. Uh, but listen to his words if you want to understand what happened. You have starved the millions of... You have starved the Muslims of Iraq, where children die every day. It is a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions. Um, You did not show concern that you doesn't include me. It doesn't include a lot of people. A lot of us are concerned about how many Iraqi children died. Uh, That may not include the Prime Minister of England or the President of the United States, um, but a lot of people are concerned about that. More about the Jews, of course, and Israel and Palestine. Um, I'll stop here um, and just scan through a little bit more about this. Why do they attack us? Um, He gets into calling for Islam. I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, Anyway, I'm inclined to pay some attention to the words he did. If you're trying to understand the cost and why he attacked us, why that attack was done, at least consider the arguments of the person who attacked them. Remember, Osama bin Laden, he was a Saudi national. Saudi is, of course, one of the close partners of the U.S. Uh, we buy a lot of oil from them. Um, we're supporting their war in Yemen, another atrocity uh, that was after this. So, it's not part of Osama bin Laden letter to America of 2002, uh, just after the 9-11 attacks. Um, Saudi, he came from Saudi Arabia. He was appalled at the United States setting up military bases in Saudi Arabia and using them to attack Afghanistan and Iraq. He goes through that in a letter. Um, he was uh, instrumental in kicking the Russians out of his part of the Middle East. That was before uh, the United States went into and Iraq. Afghanistan and Iraq, and maybe Osama bin Laden thought He was uh, a big part of kicking the Russians out. Uh, Maybe he could kick the US out. Um, Anyway, his justification for attacking civilians gets into that the American civilians are the ones who created, condone, and fund the government that attacked his part of the world. Now, that to me is a sign that he doesn't fully understand exactly how the United States government is currently operating, because a lot of us are not happy about what's going on in the Middle East. And even though my tax money did go to buy some bombs that killed people in his area, uh, I don't sanction that at all. And if I could change the government, I surely would. Uh, My view is we are gonna have to give up on DC. But that's another topic for another class, another time. Um, My second reason I wanna get into, every crisis they use to establish more power. So the federal government is going to take advantage of a crisis. That's how government works. When they see a crisis, it's an opportunity to them. It's part of the program. 9-11 was a big crisis, and they used it to grab a lot of power. So one of the big ones they grabbed is the Patriot Act, um, a lie of a name. As we all know, most federal legislation is actually the opposite of what it means. So the Patriot Act is a blatant, unconstitutional attack on American patriots. Uh, what it has mostly been used for is to go after Americans. So I want to get into that a little bit, and I'll show you some uh, information about the Patriot Act. Okay, this is from a website ProPrivacy. As always, we put in the show notes on unsafespace.com. We'll have the links of everything I reference in the show. So what is the paper Patriot Act? Uh, Congressional legislation normally takes years to get passed. It first gets proposed, debated, goes to sessions, committees, they bring it forward. They finally convince legislators to do it. Then it gets squashed. They bring it up again the next year. Uh, It takes years to pass most legislation. The Patriot Act, though, this was in their agenda. What they wanted to do here, they were sitting waiting for a good excuse to do it, and 9-11 presented an awesome excuse to these people. So 45 days after the 9-11 hijack, the Patriot Act got signed into law. Uh, That is a phenomenal speed. There was only one uh, congressman that voted against it. Um, Whenever you see this broad bipartisan support of something, you know they're up to no good. That's assured. So one person voting against this, um, you know it's an evil thing. And 45 days is an amazing speed to get a legislation through Congress and signed by the President into law. It's a huge threat to privacy and individual liberties. So this is one of the ways that they attacked us. So what is the Pastry Act? It's 300 pages. Uh, I'll talk briefly what it's supposed to do which was to stop terrorism, Um, and it did fund some terrorism, some of the war on terrorism. Uh, Perhaps it funded when they did go after, finally did go after Osama bin Laden, although they waited a long time before getting them, for various reasons, I'm not going to get into that. But this is a good list, Uh, according to rights groups, whoever rights groups are, but I'll consider myself part of rights groups and Rebel Civics is a show about individual rights. So some of the things that came out of the Patriot Act, they can survey your emails and your internet internet traffic without your consent. They can label you a terrorist just because you're the member of a group. For example, if you go to the school board and complain about the masks, you're now a domestic terrorist to the FBI. The FBI can confiscate your property without a hearing. They put immigrants in jail indefinitely without any proof of a crime. They can search your home without telling you. They can demand your uh, info on telecommunications. So for example, they set up these call record sites. Uh, They have sting operations where they collect cell phone metadata uh, with these fake cell phone nodes. Uh, There's large FBI facilities all over the country where they're storing uh, information from your who you call and when you call. Uh, they can demand those records from the telecommunication companies and they can block the company from informing you that they took it. And they can hand the CIA information on, on c- citizens. Uh, that's a good list. Uh, there was a large number of sunset provisions in the Patriot Act originally. Um, but guess what happened when they were set to expire? They just extended them all. Uh, Section 215 is a particularly garyous one you hear about regularly. So this is some of what Congress did with the Patriot Act. Um, the, also, the, entire, the war on terror started from this. Um, so I want to back up and talk about a little history here. Many years leading up to the uh, 9-11 attacks, uh, there was a lot of actions by the US government in the Middle East. Uh, Again, I'm not trying to justify the attacks on civilians in New York and the attack on the Pentagon um, that was thwarted by the people on the plane. But the problem, to understand a problem like this, gotta go back and look at what led up to this. So for decades, the United States government was intervening in the Middle East, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, and they had bases in Saudi Arabia, the country where Osama bin Laden came from, and they were used to run bombing campaigns into Iraq and Afghanistan. Eventually, the United States government overthrew the governments there, installed puppet governments, In some cases they were a minority of the religion in the Sunni-Shia conflict. So the United States getting involved in the conflict between Sunni and Shia Muslims running a country in the Middle East, bad idea. That's a really bad idea. And if you look from a utilitarian or a practical matter, there is no country in the Middle East that is better off after America got involved. They're all worse. And you might argue they might be worse anyway, I don't know. That's possible. But it's clear that our interventions did not fix them. We did not install democracy. We did not improve the places. Pulling out of Afghanistan and Iraq was a good idea, regardless of how messy it was. In the end, we need to be out of there and leave those people alone. So if the United States was intervening in a way that they shouldn't and the people who attacked 9 11 said that's the reason. I think it's worth considering that possibility. Now, uh, there was a Prager U Facebook post uh, this week, which goes through the, the uh, I'll call it the standard story. So it's really a trick. And Prager U, they're big government cult people. So be careful about what your kids learn from Prager University. Um, they make the, they, they, their trick is they show a bunch of truth events. They so they describe the plane attacks and the thwarting of the attack on the Pentagon, the hijackers, uh, all true information. So they start with that. Then they switch to misinformation and outright lies. So the first thing they start with is saying that America was not in any foreign war. America was at peace with the world. Now that's utter BS. And then. Out of the blue for no reason having to do with anything America ever did, because the Muslims just hate us and hate our freedoms and hate the Christian religion, they attacked us and killed 3,000 people on 9-11. Now that is naive at best and it a, represents a cult worship of big government in my opinion. So the whole common thread story that The reason people commit suicide is because they hate the freedoms we have in our country. I don't buy that at all. I think they're making that all up. Um, It's an excuse, and they're using it as an excuse for why why 9-11 happened. All right, the third thing I was going to get into, uh, my third item to remember for um, 9-11 is the FBI. Now, uh, regular watchers of... Rebel Civics on unsafe space. Uh, You might have seen my "Understand the FBI Now" show uh, about a month or two ago. But uh, for for a long list of FBI atrocities and calling them out, um, go please go watch the uh, Rebel Civics show called "Understanding the FBI." Understand the FBI now. Okay, the FBI was warned about the flight schools training the Muslim terrorists. So one example here in this report, uh, this is a CBS News report. Um, Two months before the suicide hijackings, an FBI agent in Arizona alerted Washington headquarters that several Middle Easterners were training at U.S. Aviation School. He recommended they go through the U.S. schools and find out if there's more. He was suspicious that these guys were terrorists and that the reason they were learning to fly airplanes was because they were going to use airplanes as a weapon and attack the U.S. And he reported this to FBI headquarters. Uh, Some other reports from back then were from a flight school. They said that they had some suspicious foreign national Arab Muslims who were learning to fly jetliners, but weren't particularly interested in taking off or landing. Now, that's weird. I'm a private pilot, uh, single engine power and glider, Takeoff and landing are quite important. Um, Actually, landing is one of the hardest things. So somebody in a flight school that's not, doesn't really want to learn to land or isn't concentrating on that, uh, just wants to learn how to navigate and fly in the air, um, that's suspicious. Uh, Landing is the hardest part and the funnest part of it. Um, So they were reported. So the FBI knew. There were also reports going back several years about potentially using aircraft as weapons. So what did the FBI do? Nothing. They did nothing until after the attacks. Then they came down really hard on flight schools. So they made flight schools uh, job much tougher after the attack. Uh, they just waited. They, they reacted. So my conclusion about the FBI and something to remember for 9-11, we should shut down the FBI. Uh, the FBI is, as run today, it's a worse than useless organization. Uh, there may be a few jobs it does. I think there are. Um, all police power constitutionally should be in the individual states. So the one, one thing to remember from 9-11 to keep in mind, let's shut down the FBI. Let's transfer anything useful to the individual states where it's done and then follow the constitution There's no justification in the US Constitution for a police force that operates nationwide, separately from the states. Uh, By the Tenth Amendment, that's clearly in the hands of the states. There's nothing in Article One of the Constitution for a federal police force uh, funded by Congress. There's nothing in Article Two that allows a president to have an executive agency that is a police force. So we should shut down the FBI. That's my third thing to think about for with, um, with this uh, 9-11. Never forget. So the next thing I want to get into, follow the money. So follow the money is always useful when you see a, a problem and you wonder, why is this problem happening? So I want to bring up a concept here. Um, The Middle East wars cost trillions of dollars. The U.S. government has spent trillions running those wars. They've spent trillions funding other countries, setting up puppet governments, funding Israel, funding the puppet governments in Afghanistan and Iraq, which ended up being failures, um, funding Saudi Arabia to help them in their war to Yemen. We're talking trillions of dollars here. So this whole thing, they could not have pulled this off without the money. So follow the money. Where do they get the money? So one of the problems is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve allows them to print money out of thin air. That's what inflation is. Um, 2020, the the last year of Trump, was the biggest printing money out of thin air so far, but they've printed trillions and trillions of dollars and some of that was used to fund it, fund uh, these wars. Uh, Secondly, the 16th amendment and the 17th amendment had two effects one is they allowed income tax so they started taxing individual people they get a lot of money that way the second is the states lost their power in congress when they changed the senate to popular election they ruined most of the power of the individual states in congress that's not how the senate was supposed to be run the senate is supposed to represent the state governments some of that funding. So, I have a question, and I'm going to end it with this. Um, and I, uh, I'm going to reference one more share here. This is an article that was just that I wrote that was just published uh, a few days ago. All right, in article form, I have my top three never forgets for 9/11. This was published by Uncover DC, where I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, I encourage people to go uh, check out the Uncover DC site. They uncover a lot of problems that DC is doing, a lot of things that DC is doing to us. Um, There's some great uh, images here. So just in review, I'm going to go through the three things again, just so everybody remember. Here's the three things I remember on 9-11. Allowing the government to carry out intervention wars has a huge price in both American lives and in dollars. Number two, every crisis will be used to expand government power. The bigger the crisis, the more power they grab. And number three, the FBI should be shut down, as I said. Turn the useful functions over to the individual states and send everybody else packing. Uh, Here's a good TSA picture they used in the article. Um, Yeah, please read the article. There's some FBI directors. Follow the money. I'm gonna put this up on the screen and close with this. So the question of the day is, if we didn't have the 16th Amendment, and we didn't have the 17th Amendment, and we didn't have the Federal Reserve, would the Middle East Intervention Wars have happened, and would 9-11 happened? I'll leave that as an exercise to the reader. So, thanks for watching Rebel Civics, uh, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around
1: until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com
0: slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level.
1: We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. It would be better for your health if you forgot what you just heard. That should be easy for someone of your intelligence. The following co-conspirators are hereby ordered to watch CNN. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. If you think about it, only government sanctioned experts should be allowed to express opinions. But don't.